You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Sports Headline Show. I am your host, Sean Davis, joined by Warner Sinker, as always, with our Week 7 NFL Power Rankings. Let's go as the beat drops. Greatest Perfect. special team play in franchise history, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, it, you know what's, what's crazy, Warner? I'm not exaggerating. I'm not legitimately might not be exaggerating. It's um, a bad thing, though. Dustin Hopkins. With yeah, he's handy, a, You got to find a new kicker now. So, you got to repeat the cycle. We uh, he, He's missed a game this year. We had a kicker fill in for him. I think it was the Browns game. Uh, the game we won, we had the new kicker. I think it went three for three that game. So, you know, we're... You know, the, somehow special teams might not be an issue this season. Who would have thunk it? Um, let's get started here, Warner, with the number 32nd, dead last, the Carolina Panthers. Um, this is just a team right now that is a hellhole, um, that is the definition of dysfunctional, um, and they've been this way pretty much, Warner, since they lost to the Super Bowl. It's just been downhill spiral. They should just completely sell the team and blow it up. Yeah, um, I, I think the ownership has changed. I don't think uh, the same owner was, was their owner back in 2015. But the the interesting thing about this team is, I mean, Robbie Anderson gets kicked off the field, then traded to the Arizona Cardinals because, sure, the Cardinals need Robbie Anderson. Um, and and they're just oh, they're just kind of coasting with a with an interim head coach and no quarterback. I, I just think it's it's a bad football team and, and they're not gonna win very many more games this year. They're they're definitely in contention and probably favorites for a number one pick. Favorites to ruin a young quarterback's career. Uh number thirty one, the Washington Commanders. They got the win on Thursday night football, beating the Chicago Bears. But um, you know, the, the offense is just ugly. Uh no Carson wins now for the the foreseeable future. Um, I believe he, by the way, first off, Carson Wentz, he, I think he fractured his, fi- his uh, ring finger, I believe. And it's this clip, shout out to the Pat Back show, where he is just like, like, oh, shaking, shaking his hand. He, he's shaking the hell out of his hand after he just fractured his finger. Like, oh my God, that has to hurt so bad. And he played a football game on it. Uh, so obviously, praise to Carson Wentz. Hopefully, he gets uh, better and healthy quickly. But uh, Taylor Heineke coming in here, I'm not sure how they're going to score points. Um, so not really optimistic about this team's uh, future right now. And uh, let's move forward here. Number 30, the Houston Texans. Uh, they're you know, sticking around here. Derek Stingley, their the draft class have, has not played well so far, um, which might be a major concern for I don't. I don't think you should be that concerned. They're in a rebuild. We all know that. Let's not pressure them to come back to relevancy, quite just yet. I mean, um, if you look at the last time they were they were relevant in the playoffs, it was Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, um, and then it was that Deshaun Watson, him. basically. Um, and, and yeah, they had prime JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney. Like they they had some guys. They had some playmakers. Who are that? I mean, Matt Schaub had uh, a young DeAndre Hopkins and. Um, Andre Johnson and you know they they had they've they've always been that team that has you know one of the top top receivers in the game a pretty good to uh, a good quarterback 
and then just star players sprinkled throughout the roster. So let's wait. Let's wait for guys like Kenyon Green to catch up and Derek Stingley to catch up. Levy Smith is a is a is a is his first year coaching this team, um, and Davis Mills is you know he what a third or fourth round pick from a few years ago. Nobody really thought uh, he would do anything. Let's let's wait. Let's just just be patient on this team. But for now, they're they're not really. Uh, a threat to to anyone, but I, I will say they they can play some sound defense and win a close game. We saw it earlier against Jacksonville. Number twenty nine here, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, I think he's been better the past couple of weeks, but even then, um, last week against the Commanders, he just missed some open man. He just missed some open receivers, um, yeah. and I mean he had a touchdown in the red zone where he just overthrows them and then that final play kind of not the best pass either um i mean i want to say there is some optimism i think he's shown some flashes still but he has not shown he could be a quality NFL gotta, quarterback I think, yet. I think we're having the same conversation with justin fields as we are with the lions team yeah okay showing some flashes is cool staying in games is cool but you gotta finish you gotta put it together at some point i know it's only year two i i do believe well, he still lions. deserves some time but once it comes to you know maybe year three, especially year four, when you got to decide on that fifth year option, uh, you got you got to put it together. So let's see, we'll see what he does this off season. Um, but but this season's Justin Fields doesn't seem to be um, anything of a of a major threat to offenses. I, I, I get it; he can run, and he's a really good runner. But uh, you can give up one big run from Justin Fields and still comfortably beat the Bears. The Bears have a tough Monday Night Football game coming up against the New England Patriots, so that should be fun. Also, Warner definitely just teased the hell out of our next team because the next team in our power rankings is the Detroit Lions, who they get, what, hammered by the pass. I think they were on a bye week last week, um, which might have been the best thing for them. But now you're facing the Dallas Cowboys, and could this be a good thing that the Lions like are actually this bad record-wise? And now you can actually go get your quarterback. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just like shooting for the stars here, but and there are sorry. I agree with kind of what you're saying. There's there's like there's four main quarterbacks that, that teams I think are gonna be looking at in the top ten. Uh that's obviously Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, and then you have Anthony Richardson out of Florida and Will Levis out of uh out of Kentucky. And that's gonna wrap up our tier here of uh, teams that are just the worst in the league. Um, these five teams are definitely going to have top 10 picks, um, uh, barring any significant trade. And uh, we think these five are going to be in line to potentially get the number one overall pick. They're just bad, bad football teams. Um, number, coming in at number 27, the first team in this, in this competitive tier is the Atlanta Falcons. They just knocked off the San Francisco 49ers. Arthur Smith has shown game in, game out, with or without his star players, that he is just so good and so creative at getting his playmakers the ball and getting them opportunities, uh, open opportunities with with the field in front of him to run the ball, make a guy miss or to make a guy or two miss. But, it, you know, he creates holes in the running game. He does a really good job on that. The offensive line has shown some serious development under Arthur Smith and um, – you know, if they didn't have Marcus Mariota and they had like a quality quarterback in the NFL, if they had uh, like a Derek Carr, I think we'd take this team a lot more serious. Uh, their defenses showed up very uh, pre- pretty well 
this year, Grady Jarrett seems to be having a bit more of a, a resurgence from uh, his last two or so years of kind of kind of not meeting expectations. AJ Terrell obviously is helping that out tremendously, but it goes back to Arthur Smith. I do have one note on the Falcons, though. Arthur Smith is so good, I said it just a few minutes ago, at getting his playmakers the ball in open space creatively. Not even open space, because his guys can create open space. And that's without Cordero Patterson as well. I mean, with Tyler Alleghier and crew. But how come he can't get the, you know, Kyle Pitts the ball? I mean, uh, the second best skill position prospect from that draft behind Jamar Chase. How can he not get Kyle Pitts the ball? I think that that's, I get it. He's being really creative and they don't have any expectations, but I think that's one thing that Arthur Smith should get blamed for. You, you got to get your, your top 10 pick just two years ago, um, the football one. Yeah, and uh, really, really quickly, like if you're not going to give him the ball, then you should have just drafted Justin Fields. If, if we're being completely honest, you are probably as a franchise in a better spot. But um, you want to talk about teams in a, in, a, in a hell of a spot right now. The Seattle Seahawks at three and three. The offense cooled down last week, but the defense won in the game. Pete Carroll looks like a genius right now. Uh, how about their draft class, man? Kenneth Walker, stud. Charles Cross yep. has been fine. Uh, Tariq Woolen, stud, probably the second best corner in the draft class. Only reason why he's not was because Sauce Gardner's been so damn good. Yeah, and, and don't forget, they still got some guys on the defense on the bench. Boye Mafe and Kobe Bryant. Um, I mean, they yeah, Kobe Bryant's been they won't be quality yeah. players either. Um, guys that we were we were higher on coming in. Um, it they've they've set themselves in a really good spot, especially with. Um, especially with Geno Smith playing like really good football. And if I'm not mistaken, they have they have the Broncos first and second round pick this year. If yeah. the Broncos keep stinking up the joint, they they can have a top, I don't know what, 15 draft pick this year. Which yeah, so they they got Charles Cross. They got the pick they got with Charles Cross uh, and Boye Mafe. Um, and then they also got a 2023 first, 2023 second. Um, and I mean, that's, that's just perfect. I think they, <laughs> they won that trade almost they, outright easily. Oh yeah. 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 Like the Seattle Seahawks right now are in a great spot. Now, granted, I think they need to figure out like if this team is actually good or yeah. if they've just been fun because sooner rather than later, you gonna be looking up. You don't want to be seven to 10. You're like, oh man, we should have just really been bad. But it doesn't matter. You're going to get two first-round picks regardless. This is a fun team to watch. It Just be fun. Um, Number 25, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got an upset win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kenny Pickett. uh, I haven't watched the game from last week uh, from Kenny Pickett's uh, just evaluating him. But um, it's good to see that I think he is going to be fine. um, Or, like, it's not too serious, I suppose. Um, But – this offense definitely looks better with Kenny Pickett. Apparently, they're looking at trading Chase Claypool, which I don't blame him. He's the receiver three right now, and if they they need more of a slot guy, then I mean, I guess Deontay Johnson can play the slot, but right now they got Claypool taking a lot of snaps from there. Doesn't seem to be working out, and I think another team is 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 a prime team to be able to get you know kind of what what production he got in his rookie year. He's just 
ever since he gave himself the name Mapletron, it, it, it just hasn't been his. Oh, yeah. The, remember the hype Chase Claypool had, like, after week five? Like, 6'5", 240, tight end receiver hybrid at, coming out of Notre Dame and then made all those impact plays, run a 4-3-8 or whatever. Like, he's got all the potential. Got to install some parental controls on his phone. Number <laughs> number twenty four, the rant of the century. The Arizona Cardinals are just poverty. This is the worst. Like this is the this might be the, this team in the Carolina Panthers. I was talking to Eva the other night, Warner, and Eva like a very funny comedy. It's like there are only two like unserious teams in football: the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals are the two like teams in football who are like legitimately not serious. They're it's not the serious. The thing. You, Just a few years ago, it was the Jets, and that's been Robbie Anderson's whole career path. Oh, 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 no. Yeah, he goes, oh, jeez. Guy just but wants like, to play with a good quarterback. He just, he just wants to he, – he wants a serious team. And, like, yeah. honestly, the only reason why this team is moving up is because you got – you're bringing DeAndre Hopkins yeah. back. Uh, the reason why they didn't, like, significantly – like, they didn't drop lower, rather. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. They definitely moved down. What am I thinking? Um, we, were, we were debating putting them below Steelers, Seattle, um, maybe Atlanta, but they are getting D-Hop back, so that's good. They add Robbie Anderson. So, I mean, they've got a nice little receiver, but I don't really see much of a difference. I, I get a Hollywood, Hollywood Browns hurt right now, but I don't see much of a difference in the level of play and the skill set between Hollywood Brown and, and Robbie Anderson. Um, and, and I think one of those two guys is going to end up being sidelined more because I think Rondell Moore deserves some snaps and has earned some snaps from the slot. Yep, number where are we at now? Twenty three. The Cle- the Cleveland Browns finally started to take that slide that we were all kind of projecting, but they started off the season kind of high. Now they have another tough game coming up against the uh, Baltimore Ravens this week. Um, look, this defense is not as good as we thought. That's number one. Um, you know, when you face a, a, this is the problem they had last year and the years in the past, man. Like basically under Kevin Stefanski. You face a team with a a decent secondary, it's going to be tough for for your receiving room. Um, and it and it showed last week. Amari Cooper only four catches for I believe forty four yards last week. Uh, they could not stop the pass. Bailey Zappi threw for under three over three hundred yards, which should be an embarrassment to your own secondary. Um, yeah. And then again, you're facing the Ravens this week. Have Marlon Humphrey, and Marcus Peters, who's had an incredible season so far. At least that's how he's graded out. Um, and this defense has well, been incredible as well. Yeah. And this team can't stop the run. They can't stop the run game right now. Um, yeah, and, and a quick note on Jacoby Brissett. They have no vertical passing game whatsoever. Um, J- Brissett was three for 11 down the field against the Patriots and threw two picks. Uh, I get it. His touchdown was down the field as well, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be three for 11 with two picks and a score. Um, that that can't happen, and Amari Cooper is, in fact, getting shut down by the really good corners. Flashbacks to when they played the Falcons, A.J. Terrell. Amari Cooper was a, was a non-factor. Um, so that I think that just shows the, the stage in his career that he's in right now and, and kind of fading into more of a receiver two, maybe even receiver three. I'd say receiver two status. Uh, number 22, the Denver Broncos. Um Warren, you can't drop this team too, too far. Like, I've seen, I've seen some lists where they're like, Number thirty or number twenty-eight or, or some things like that. This defense is elite. Like th- they've yeah. allowed six touchdowns through six games, and they're two and four. 
So the, the defense is not the problem. Actually, I will say I was wrong about the defense. Like we can't coming into the year, I was like, okay, the defense still has question marks. There's no. We didn't think rush. they'd have much of a pass rush or a run defense. We yeah. knew the secondary was elite, right? That was obvious to anybody who's ever watched Patrick Sertan play football. Um, but I think the Randy Gregory and, and freaking um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now. OSU inside linebacker moved outside linebacker. Baron Browning has have been the difference makers. I mean, Bradley Chubb's been fine, but those two guys, I mean, once Gregory got hurt and Browning stepping in for him, have really created a pass rush for this team, and, and they're stopping the run too. Oh, yeah. Um, Patrick Sertan, and I, I, I want to quote a tweet here from my guy, Mark Gunnels, who was on with the, the Chiefs episode. He had a statement talking about, like, Patrick Sertan, right, how we are as, like, sports media, rather, are nervous to crown young players, right, what they deserve. Like, I don't know, I'm trying to find a good example. Like, all right, perfect example, Warner. We waited a long time to say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. You waited because he was so young. Right. Also, Aaron Rodgers had back-to-back MVP seasons. Right. Patrick Sertan, if he's not the best, he's definitely top three right now. At least that's the way he's playing. He's playing at a top three cornerback level. Um, shout out to Gyro Evero doing a hell of a job with this defense, like I mentioned. But Russell Wilson is not a good quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett has not done the best of jobs. It's not he's it hasn't been as bad as it was in the first couple of weeks. Um, it was a little bit better last week. Um, and, and really, we don't know how good of a job he's doing inside the room either. Um, and I'm just speaking to uh, the, the fact that, you know, the offense just seems dysfunctional, slow, and in the wrong spot. And usually that's a coaching thing, but it could also be a Russell Wilson thing if he's kind of off in his own kind of world where, where he wants the receiver to be here at, at this spot or he's looking here at this spot. And we, we don't really know who to put that blame firmly on. But um, real quick to the pass rush, Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, shout out to him. Both have 21 pressures on the year. Randy Gregory with 19 pressures, 100 less snaps, by the way, than Bradley Chubb's. He has he had yeah. 20 pressures essentially on 90 pass rush snaps. And then uh, Baron Browning with 17 right, bu- right below him. So they are, they've got a really, really good pass rush. Speaking of another team that – Wait, really, really quick. I want to make one last point about the Broncos offense. This is not me making any excuses for Russell Wilson because he's just been bad. But these receivers have not been good. Elite, like, Cole Sutton and Jerry Judy have been disappointing. They've been disappointing this season. Um, and- I don't know about Sutton, but I know Judy has. Judy has been dropping balls and uh, still, though, with the amount of times that they're open and just missed or like they're. No, absolutely. It, it's, yeah. it's it definitely sitting on this, the shoulders of Russell Wilson. Yeah. Number 21, the New England Patriots coming off a thrashing, a beating of the Cleveland Browns. You know, this is going to frustrate the Patriots fans, but I just feel, and I think we feel obviously, well, granted, where they rank in at number 21 here. This is a massive tier, by the way. I'm not sure if Warner mentioned that at the start of this tier. This is a gigantic tier. And I feel like for the most part, you can kind of put these teams in almost any order. I feel like obviously the Falcons are at the end of this tier, same with Seattle, stuff like that. But uh, it's cool to see Bailey Zappi play well. I'm not going to say it's their quarterback controversy because you get that every single time whenever a quarterback comes in. This team still is, like, at its best if Mac Jones is playing good football. But if Mac Jones doesn't play good football, then you have Bailey Zappi. Um, 
Bill Belichick turns out corners like it's nobody's business, and it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's fueling up on Jones. I wouldn't be surprised to see Draymond and DJ Jones on the Patriots next year, playing D line for him. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I felt like Bailey Zappi in the draft process got some some undue criticism to him. He looked. I, you were high good. on him. That's right. You were um, high on him. Uh, he looks he looks pretty good. So. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's Max's position, but I also wouldn't say Bailey Zappi's upset. I think that's more. It's still a TBD. Let's see. Let's see how Zappi plays. I know he's starting next week, even though Mac is healthy. I think Belichick starting this play. week. Yeah, I think I think Belichick's just going to start the hot hand um, until that hand cools down. Okay, so we're getting Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady Part Two. I like. Or are we getting Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston? Because Andy Dalton looks to be the starter this week. A lot less exciting than Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe. But, um, I mean, replacing one All-Pro with one of the greatest of all time. But um, the Saints are going to come in here at number 20. They lost the Bengals last week. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara is all the way back, but they got to get this guy back. Michael Thomas, uh, Chris Olave, I believe. It, is he hurt or is he just banged up? He's, uh, I think he had a concussion. So I think there's no, for this week against the Cardinals, no Chris Olave, no Michael Thomas. Jarvis Landry's status might be in the year as well. Landry's out as well. No Marshawn uh, Lattimore. They yeah. haven't announced who's going to be starting quarterback. This team, this team's just banged up. And they've lost some tough, close games, man. Like that Bengals game, they led the, they led the game the entire way. And they can't hold on. Um, and I think that's really due to really Lattimore not being there. Jamar Chase made a bunch of impact plays in the second half which uh Marshall Lattimore would have been shadowing him the whole game um and then the, the offense just can't really close and and Andy Dalton has looked pretty pretty solid like a good game manager um to these you know third fourth fifth string receivers um and Chris Olave but um you know they're it's gonna be a big Alvin Kamara day on Thursday I think uh with his offense if they want to produce at all uh going against the Cardinals I think that's entirely possible but I don't think there's really much else to say about the Saints here um, besides, you know, their vets and their defense is going to have to lead this team for the rest of the season. Number 19, the Indianapolis Colts. The offense coming alive? Question mark, question mark. I mean, Matt Ryan actually played a, a good game of football. Um, and this was just like completely the opposite of how the Colts have won games in the past, yeah. like 18 or so games, right? This was a week where they just aired it out. And how about Alec Pierce? Shout Cincinnati stand up. Um, Matt Ryan, Aaron, and now, and they really showed that they have some low key, really nice weapons. They have a receiving core that, if used the right way, and if they have a quarterback that can put the ball in their hands, they have some really dynamic guys. I mean, obviously, Michael Pemmett Jr. having his best game of the year easily so far. Deion Jackson out of the backfield having an incredible game. He had over 100 scrimmage yeah. yards. Um, he's turning out running backs, man. Them and the yeah. Browns. Like at Paris Campbell having having a pretty nice game as well. Then obviously Alec Pierce. Like they have some guys, man. Um defensively, the defense starting to turn around just a little bit. Um, you're still missing Shaq Leonard, which is the yeah. room for hope there. No Shaq Leonard still now. Granted, they got just absolutely bullied in the run game. So there's some, there's definitely some things to be optimistic about. You're gonna get Shaq Leonard back. Stephon Gilmore's been great this year. Um, yes. I mean, I don't have anything else to add, Warren. I think we're good to move on, but the, I want to see the Colts do it again. I want to see them yeah. do it again this week. Uh, against it's, it's, 
it's still a question mark for this team. And the one thing that you get when Shaq Leonard comes back is you get some turnovers because he is really good at punching that at the ball, stripping the ball away, and getting the ball back, getting the defense off the field, getting the ball back in the offense. Even if it's just for, you know, ah, no. If it's for a three and out, that actually kills the momentum of the defense. But if the offense can keep clicking like, like, it, like it did last week, that is going to be huge once he comes back. Absolutely. So they got a huge game this week against the Titans. And I feel like we're going to learn a lot about this team this week against the Titans. Like that's last week, cool win, but it wasn't, I don't know. There, there, there's just some things to be questionable about. By the way, we have not mentioned the Jaguars yet, so we'll get to them in a sec. Number 18, this is another team that's really going to piss some people off. The New York Giants, they're going to stay here at 18. They're five. What and are they, number, number five this week in ESPN's power rankings? Literally. Like, they're they're five and one. That's the only five they have in common with ESPN, right? I'm not taking anything. I'm not taking anything away from them. They've won games, and that's all it comes down to. Sometimes in the NFL, you just got to find ways to win. But come on, there's yeah. no way anybody believes this team is a top five team. They got out yardage or yarded or whatever by almost the Ravens doubled their yards pretty much the entire game. Yeah, like the Packers choked. They barely beat the Bears, and they barely beat – who else did they barely beat? Like, they beat another – they barely beat another crappy team. They no, barely beat the Titans week one, right, the field goal. The right. Ravens choked. I mean – The Packers I, choked. I hate to be so pessimistic on, on a giant – on a team that's 5-1, and one, but they just – they they're not legit. Like, they Ryan Dable was cooking the Panthers, up a pretty solid offense. They beat but the Panthers by field time, goal. Yeah, at, at the same time, it's just – the way they're winning these games, stuff that the other team's doing, like a botched snap, a fumbled snap turned into a wild play, and then a, an interception down the field on what Lamar Jackson's worst throw of his career, channeling his inner trace me sorely. I mean, it just that stuff doesn't happen, but it's happening to the Giants and it's happened all year. And and I don't think you can say that's because the Giants defense is oh, that's the stout unit that is no, I mean they're good. They got some playmakers, but um, they have a lot to be desired in the secondary. They have a lot to be desired on the offensive line and a lot to be desired in the re- in the receiving room as well, not to mention Daniel Jones is your quarterback. Um, I think kudos to Brian Dable. He's doing a good job, but with not much else to say there. Uh, let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars here at number 17. The team they're going to play this week. Stumbled. The team they're going to play this week, and I guess this kind of just shows you as well, like there's not a lot of good football teams. Trevor Lawrence had another, had, uh, you know, played all right this week. Um, this run game is really, really good. Um, I think they're going to win this week against the Giants, just what my personal opinion is. There's not, like, any explosiveness in the Giants offense not named Saquon Barkley, and I feel like this offense itself can put up points. Um, yeah. I don't know. This, this is going to be a big week. They got to get some momentum back. They're still not out of it in the division. Go 3-3. Three and three. Um because again, I still think like this team has shut. I don't. I don't think that Chargers sweep was a fluke. That's basically what I'm trying to say. They beat the hell out of the Chargers, 38 to 10, a couple of weeks ago. I don't think that was a fluke. They, they didn't look bad against the Eagles either. They, they just have been reeling. They've lost a butt like Warner. Every loss this I year. I think they're been starting like, to lack that number one receiver now. That it just Christian Kirk just isn't that guy. And nope. um, I think that would help out Trevor Lawrence a whole lot. And some of those 50-50 balls that he's throwing that are going the other way might come his way, or at least, you know, 
have a greater chance to. I mean, even even like a Mike Williams to this team doesn't have to be a great separator, doesn't even have to be a number one, but a big-bodied vertical receiver that you can rely on to run some some other routes, um, some other routes in the route tree, and um, and, and then have Christian Kirk as your quick separator guy from from the slot. I, I just think they're missing that that big vertical receiver. Yeah, and then also they've lost every game this year by one score. Commanders six, Eagles eight, Texans seven, Colts seven. Like they gotta find a way to, to end some games. They got the Giants this week. Then they have a low-key brutal stretch. You got Denver, could be a win though. Denver, Raiders, Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, Titans, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And that's where we see if Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. It's about to get really real. Number 16, the Las Vegas Raiders. There's just no way you can put this team in your bottom three of your power rankings. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. if this team faced the Ra- if this team faced the Giants right now, they are beating the Giants. Right? Um, and also, this I'm not team... not saying is- it's not a close game, by the way, because I think Saquon would have a day. It's this run yeah. But I think you can very com- fairly comfortably say this team's better than the Giants. Yeah, like you talk, let's talk about another team that's literally this team. And this is the crazy thing about football, Warner. This team is like legitimately five plays away from being five and up. Yeah, and I'm not exaggerating. They are Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams not running into each other. Yep, that's one. Pick one of Derek Carr's mistakes from the Chargers game in Week One. Pick. Oh, wait, let me look, look look back at their schedule so I'm not missing anything. Oh, Hunter Renfro not fumbling the ball against the Cardinals or just yep. them, like, not blowing a 20 to nothing lead. They're, they're at the very least three plays away from being 4-1 and one, at the very least. This is not a 1-4 and four football team. It's very much to my uh, to my pleasure that they're a 1-4. Yeah, yeah like, I, I love it, right? But this is not a 1-4 and four football team. Dude, have some damn context when you're doing your power rankings, folks. It's and, not and that bad. Thing, real quick, real quick. Here, here's the thing. You can't, just because one team beats another team doesn't mean they have to be higher than them the next week in the power rankings. Because that's, in the NFL, with how competitive it is, especially this year, any team can beat any team in any given week, right? That's an established fact. But, except for maybe the Panthers and the Eagles. But here's the thing. The Giants say they... The Jets beat the – that's a bad example because we have the Jets higher. But, um, you know, the Giants. The Giants uh, have beat Packers, the Ravens. They're still 18. Why is that? Because they are not a better football team than the Ravens or, or Green Bay or, or name any other team they've beaten. They are better than the Colts. I think that's a close game. They're playing a tight game. The Saints, the Patriots, the Broncos, sure. The Jags, I don't know. That would probably give the tips to the Jags if they played on Thursday this week. Uh, the same with the Raiders, the same with our number 15 team here. Uh, Going to be the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, uh, yeah. The Rams here, they got to win, but they're now playing like on their 88th string left tackle. They're going to get their center back. Now, Now you want to talk about a team that desperately needs to buy. They're getting the buy this week. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah for them. The offense actually like had some diversity. I mean, Cam Akers like, on his way out of time. Um kind of disappointing and really really frustrating but it really is yeah they got a they got a brutal matchup out of the bye at home against the 49ers then you got at tampa i get it tampa has not played good football but they have I mean, three weeks though tampa could be playing some really good football i mean they could flip sure just like that 
Yeah. Um, th- this team, I think they're going to make the playoffs because I feel like while their back half of their schedule is tough, it could also, in a very like realistic outcome, could be an easier schedule. Like, like we said, first off, San Francisco, that defense is like very, very hurt right now. They need to get back healthy. Tampa, they can't turn it around. That could be an easy game. The Cardinals, they bullied the Cardinals. The Saints, who knows? Seattle, by the time they face them. Right, who knows? I think this is a better team than the Raiders. The Broncos, will they be able to score by then? The Packers, like, like, there's just so much unknown with this team and with the schedule. Can the offensive line protect Matthew Stafford? If you give Matthew Stafford some protection, I think you're fine. Defensively, they've been fine all year, rather. I just think it's... They haven't been able to score. And granted, Matthew Stafford has had time to throw. The defense has not been the biggest issue. It's really been the offensive line. And you're going to get Van Jefferson back after the bye as well, which is going to be huge. Um, because he's a guy that's known this has decent chemistry with Matthew Stafford, knows the system, knows the playbook well. And it's going to be huge to get him back. Another team that needs to get another wide receiver is the Green Bay Packers here at number 14. I mean, Warner, go ahead. I know you want to probably air out some stuff about this team. I mean, it's just, it's just disappointing. They've got to, they've got to get it together. It, it's the the receivers can't separate, and when they can, it's tight coverage, right? Sauce Gardner put on a clinic. Um, the defense, Joe Barry finally started playing some press man. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, press man with Jair Alexander, maybe he'll play well. Um, but the, the the team is not turning the ball over. They're not uh, getting extra takeaways from their from their offense. Um, in ter- in terms of takeaway rankings, the Eagles are tops of the league at fourteen, right? The Bills thirteen, uh, the Ravens twelve, the Vikings ten. I mean, these are these are good football teams, right? And then you go, where's the Packers? They have four takeaways. They're down with the Washington Commanders and the Raiders in terms of takeaways. They're a minus four on the year. In terms of turnover differential, you never see that from a Green Bay football team. Um, and they got to take care of the football, and they got to get their freaking playmakers involved. I don't care if you're running the inside zone to Aaron Jones or if he's lining up out wider in the slot and you're throwing him a slant route because I guarantee he runs that route better than Alan Lazard. It's just a fact. He's quicker than Lazard. He's faster than Lazard. He's more twitchy than Alan Lazard, so he, therefore he can be a better short route runner at least, like almost immediately. It's I mean we're talking a slant route, okay? So um, I, I think that's that's something that they need to consider. Last week, honestly, it looked like a Matt Lafleur. It looked like it was Matt Lafleur's fault, not Joe Barry's fault, which you can't say for the weeks prior. So this coaching staff's got to figure it out. Uh, this receiving room's got to figure it out. And um, I, I think, you know, you just got to give them time, like the Rams, like the Bucks. You just got to give them time to settle into who they truly are. And come, come week nine, if they're still this way, guarantee they drop. Yeah, and, my, they, and they are they are dropping rather quickly here. Uh, number 13, the New York Jets. I'm more sold on the Jets than I am the Giants. I mean, obviously, based off yep. their ranking. First off, their their good win was more legit than the Giants. Like the Giants did win, the Packers, the the Jets played the Packers also, and they beat the shit out of it. Like yeah, and, Sorry, and like and the Packers defense played good football, right? 
it was the Packers offense that that just didn't play. And it's not like the offense collapsed. It's not like it was, you know, 31-21, right? Or, or 35-21 with the, going into the fourth quarter, the offense just didn't score and threw three picks and fumbled the ball. Like, it wasn't a collapse like Green Bay's defense had in the second half last 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 week in London. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like that. I, I think they they earned the win more so than than the Giants did. Now, this is another team that has a big stretch coming up. We're going to learn a lot about this football team. The next four, at Denver, at home against New England, at home against Buffalo, then you have your bye, and then at New England. And we were talking one off camera. We were like, if they go two and two, this team might be legit. Robert Sala is doing a hell of a job with this defense. This pass culture, too. Like, they are playing hard. Sala... He looked miserable last season. Wow. He man. looked miserable. Um, but yeah. he's got his energy back. He's taking receipts. Or he's got the receipts. He's really taking quickly, names. And, and the defense is kicking ass for him. Quinton Williams has 24 oh pressures, six yeah. sacks. He has a 16.7 pass rush run rate percentage. And he has an 88.1 PFF grade. Take that what you PFF pass rush grade. Carl Austin, 20 pressures. John Franklin Myers. Hey, we called it on Carl Watson. We knew he'd be a guy. It's just, can he stay and healthy? Last year he wasn't healthy. Then his team took a hit. He's back healthy as that rotational pass rusher, and he is playing lights out. And then, oh, like like we forgot to mention, the secondary as well as playing great. Sauce Gardner was incredible. Incredible last week. Incredible all season. His worst game in terms of yardage allowed excuse me, was against the Bengals, and he gave up 45 yards. Uh, I think that's accurate. 51 yards, sorry, against the Bengals, right? This this secondary, him, DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead in the, in the back half, this team's playing great football. Uh, I, I like watching him play. Number 12, the Tennessee Titans. This is another team, I feel like this whole tier of teams is just like, all right, are we, how are, how sure are we about this, these teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go, like, and each team has something like, okay, it's to be determined. The Packers, the Rams, the Jets, the Titans. We were low but on the Titans coming if in. They deter- if they determine that asset, that aspect, and it's good, these teams are dangerous. I mean, if the Jets and Zach Wilson is real, if Zach Wilson's a real deal, right, and this defense is a real deal, this is a good Jets team. If yeah. the Packers figure out their offense and their defense, wow, that's something to say. There's a real deal, right? Uh, same for the Rams and same for this Titans team as well. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like the Titans have just like shopped the ranking. It's not like they've been anybody real. The Raiders, okay, that's a good win. The Colts, at the time, that Colts team was like dysfunctional as all hell. And then the Commanders, like that's not really the best win. Now, they just really shopped the rankings because some of these teams have just like not been good. But they're, uh, showing, they're showing more consistency, which sure. I think is key from the Titans. Sure. Um, number 11, the Miami Dolphins. They do shot up, shoot up the rankings again this week, partially because you're going to get Tua back. He is going to start Sunday Night Football, and that's what the biggest takeaway is, Warner. This team desperately needs Tua back. Who would have thunk it? Um this team just, just needs to stay healthy. They're facing the Steelers. I'm expecting a field day from Jayla Waddle and um, Tyree Kill. Especially those guys, like, the Steelers secondary was really banged up last week against our number 10th ranked team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And last week on Roundtable, I believe in the power rankings as well last week, Warner, 
I mentioned, I think I'm I'm a lot less concerned about Tampa than Green Bay, but I'm slowly starting to feel that same sense of uh, yeah. concern for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wonder what 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 what's your thoughts on this Buccaneers team? Um, you know, it's a different offense without Bruce Arians. I think um, I think Byron Leftwich has come in and said we're going to run the ball. And uh, I think that's a great game plan, but your offensive line is so banged up that uh, and, and Leonard Fournette just isn't being productive um, in terms of the running game. Fantasy owners are going to get angry with me. He's scoring touchdowns, sure, but in terms of the grand scheme of things in the run game, they're not getting very many explosive plays. They're not averaging a high, high yards uh, yard per carry. Um, it's just not there. And Tom Brady threw the ball, what, 785 times or something? I think it was actually in the 700s uh, last season, 700 dropbacks. Um, it was ridiculous. So I think the they're obviously changing face here and, and wanting to run the ball more and not throw the ball uh, a zillion times. But I think that might be the best option because their best playmakers are wide receivers and obviously Tom Brady, right? Um now, everyone's talking to the talking to he gave his offense. Sure, that's cool to see and everything, whatever. Um, he had 849 dropbacks, 810 passing attempts last year. And he had 748 passing attempts on 780 dropbacks the year before. Just for reference, in 2019, with his last year with the Patriots, 680 dropbacks. So it's gone up 100 dropbacks uh, to 70 dropbacks. Or sorry, 100 dropbacks to 170 dropbacks. It's just they they got to figure out their offense. Their defensive unit will come. Um, it, they're they're fine. I, I I don't really. I guess 20 points against the Steelers isn't good, but I wouldn't be too worried about the defense. I, I, their offense has got to figure it out though. That's going to end off this tier, by the way. Of question mark teams um, at that you know may or may not make the playoffs at this point. Number nine, the Minnesota Vikings. Go ahead, do your dance, Justin Jefferson. This team, Eva's probably like throwing paper balls at me right now. I don't know why. Oh, he had them, what, fourth, fifth? I don't know. Um, I'm checking. Fifth. I think they were fifth. I think they were fifth because he had uh, the Cowboys ranked a little bit higher, um, which we do as well, obviously. I don't know. This team, they're winning games, which is good. They're not as fraudulent as the Giants. This 5-1 feels legit, and they could be 7-1. Going against the Bills in a couple weeks after the bye, get healthy. I like the Vikings team. I really, really do. I'm waiting for that, like, this offense is just unstoppable week. I'm waiting Five for that. Vikings, six Giants. That's not good, Evo. Uh, yeah, uh, Giants are definitely not the sixth best team in football. Um, but I mean, I like this team a lot. This team can't win 12 games. I will say that. Like all of a sudden you look at your schedule at Green Bay is going to be tough. The, the Cowboys the Bills game could be tough. Presumably. They should be favorites in every other game this year. Outside of those two. Depending on the Jets look, that could be a tough game too. But you should be favorites in every game for the rest of the season, except for three. Mm-hmm. I like this Vikings team a lot. I want them to figure out their defense a little bit and their pass rush. Uh, they could potentially have a top five pass rush in the league with their edge duo, uh, but they got to they gotta figure that out. Uh, but this next team, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, coming off a win against the Saints. Jamar Chase finally got involved. Zach Taylor's still bad. 
as a coach. Don't don't let that fool you. It's not like he flipped the switch. Jeez. Um, T. Higgins, though, being back, I think is, is big for him. Two weeks now removed from, I think, what was an ankle um, for him. The offensive line is just slowly going to get better and better as the season progresses. Um, that's just kind of how offensive line cohesion works. Um, and, and you know, they're just going to have to kind of tread water until that offensive line can become a, a respectable unit, um, not even a formidable one. Uh, the offense is just going to keep getting better as the offensive line gets better, I, I think. And so that puts the pressure on the defense, um, who's really been up for it, but up for the task so far this year. Um, you know, Sam Hubbard has had a breakout year uh, along with Trey Hendrickson, who's, who's, you know, dominating once again, uh, just like last year. The secondary is playing pretty well. Shadobia Wuzier uh, is playing some really good football. And then obviously Logan Wilson is playing phenomenal. Jermaine Pratt's had a nice couple games year in a row. So I think things are trending up for the Bengals. I, I, I think they uh, potentially could be one of the most explosive offenses and one of the most um, turnover the ball defenses, like, like uh, I guess explosive defenses um, in the league. So I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, but with their pass rush and the ball hawks they have in that secondary and even in the linebacker room, they could definitely be, you know, towards the top of the league in terms of takeaways uh, at the end of the year. Really, really quickly. Um, this is why you don't do power rankings solely based off the record. Not saying it doesn't matter, but you don't do and based off rankings. of who they just beat that week, also. But also, like the Bengals in, in, in four weeks, Warner, check back at ESPS power rankings. The Bengals are going to be in the top five or in the top three, even. Well, right now, I guarantee you they're barely top 15 because you look at the next four weeks, the Bengals should win four straight. It's like Pittsburgh, Carolina, Atlanta. And I don't know, one more crap. Hey, Cleveland. That's their next four. Atlanta, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Or it might be Atlanta, Pitt. I'll Car- say seven and three looks a lot better than three and three. I'm just saying, like, they're going to be top two in the in the ESPN's power rankings. Watch. Number seven, the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar, what are you doing, pal? Yeah. You guys should, you guys, oh, man. It's It's frustrating. The Ravens are like, uh, actually, it's a YouTuber, and uh, they, they did a reaction to this game. And uh, he was reacting like if he was a Ravens fan. He was like, are we the Chargers now? Because the Ravens have just lost games this year that they should not have lost. They were up, what, 20 nothing on the on the Bills? Lost. They were... Um, Dolphins? Dolphins. The Dolphins game. They were up three touchdowns. The Giants game. They were up. They're just like finding ways to lose. Like they're they're finding new ways to lose games. Like this is the Chargers from like five years ago now. Lamar Jackson, three years ago. Okay, thanks, bud. Um, Lamar Jackson can't be can't make those kind of throws. I still like this Ravens team a lot, but those losses are going to come back to bite this team. Granted, their schedule is not hard at all. Like, there's maybe two games on the rest of the schedule. Like, yeah, they probably are not the favorites. That's Tampa Bay next week, off the short week. And then uh, Cincinnati in Cincy at the end of the year. So, like, they, they still should be able to win 10 or 11 games. But those losses are definitely going to hurt them, especially – Especially start, start come seeding time as well yep, if they win that division. Um, and, and I think the big thing with the Ravens is – Lamar's no, we're not the last couple of weeks either. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that's been disappointing for his career uh, trajectory. Devin DuVernay, I think, has stepped up well, but not not quite into the shoes of Rashad Bateman. Um, Matt, Mark Andrews, by the way, interesting set. I forget how many uh, dropbacks they've had with him on the field, but he has not passed blocked for a single passing snap uh, for that team. So he is running routes or blocking a run play. Um, but I, Lamar Jackson, I, I, he was he was unstoppable at the beginning of the year. He's showing signs of, of humanness, of uh, not being, you know, the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, great vocabulary over here um, in the Sanker corner. But I, I want him to get back to that. MVP, like he was almost running away with the MVP, if you pardon the pun. Um, now it's sort of seemed like, uh, you know, a slower stroll. Uh, and Josh Allen, per se, is, is catching up with him. Number six, it's time to talk about the team that had the greatest special teams play in franchise history this week. I'm the greatest special teams play, special teams room in the world. The Los Angeles, Dustin Hopkins is my father. Chargers. How about J.K. Scott, dude? Kicking the ball out of the end zone? Yeah. Um, Charger fans that I've talked to were like, at least a couple ones I, I did talk to, were kind of pissed off about this game. And I mean, if you want to say this game should not have gone to overtime, fine. All pro left tackle. Down. All pro Sean's center. listening off the excuses for the Chargers roster. Hey, it's next man up, dude. Didn't you hear? Oh, right. Okay, sure. The Chiefs lose Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you still want to win 12 games, right? F out of here. All pro left tackle, all pro center, top 10 receiver, top 15 receiver. All pro edge rusher. You're four and two. Go beat Seattle. Be five and two heading into the bye week. And we evaluate from there. Yeah. Like that's all you could ask for, man. Sean, do you um, want to play? Ken- do you want Keenan Allen to play this week against Seattle? I personally don't. It doesn't sound like he's going to play either. And like, listen, if he's healthy, play him. He gets no, an extra no. week to recover, sure, right? Sure. He gets an extra week to recover, so you don't need to just waste a week, right? And then he can come back in two weeks again. No. It's like yeah, he can. He has room for a little mini. You know, yeah, my bad. It's not. It's not like I was saying like if he's not healthy. If he's healthy, then yeah, obviously play him. But like I'm saying like, hey, don't risk it. If you need like a hundred and ten percent, if you're good to go, come back. And it doesn't sound like I'm he is like ninety percent play him. I don't care. He's got two weeks after that to recover. Thirteen days, man. Keenan Allen doesn't need practice. He's like thirty-five. He's not thirty. Not actually. He's like maybe thirty-one, thirty-two. But he's like thirty. Let's calm down. He's a vet. Anyway, um, I love the I like the way the defense played, although not not the best offense. Good defensive performance, and again, special teams. We won a game because of our defense and our special teams. If that can be consistent, at least like winning games because of your defense, man, I, you have to feel good as a Chargers fan because you want you, you you're showing you can win games because of your defense now in a week where your offense scores one touchdown. I don't care who it's against. Your offense scores one touchdown, and you win a football game. You live with that. Number five. And this week's power rankings is the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not going to overreact too, too much, man. This team, you want to talk about injury-rattled teams. This team is just beaten down. When they're healthy, this is the best defense in football. Um, Jeff Wilson, like, I don't know what happened to the run game last week either. They only ran the ball seven times. They, they got a no, it's good. They got a tough game. They got a tough week ahead of them. They face the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Brandon, are you a good game? Sure. 
I don't. Ah, oh man, just a tough week all around. It's good for them to get Kittle back into the rhythm, passing wise and passing game. Um, you know, he makes an impact on the running game, sure. But uh, uh, you pay him that much money because you want him to be a receiving threat as well. Um, but yeah, you got to run the ball more, um, and and you can't get behind the ball. They got to get healthy though. I think that's the bottom line. We know it's a good football team. We just need to see the complete football team play. Number four. This might be a bold take. I don't think so. I can't believe these guys ended up being number four here. I can't <laughs> believe it. I literally we, listen. Sean and I saw some other power rankings. We were looking through, like, oh, you know, where where where's where's the consistency on these guys? Where might we have hot takes? Quote unquote hot takes. We saw the Cowboys before. It's like no way. There's no way they're going to be the fourth. There's, there's no way they're the fourth best team in the league. But dude, they're playing some good defense. They're able to run the football. Cooper Rush is able to throw the football pretty well. <clears throat> Wait for Dak to come back this next week. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, they were in that Eagles game until Rush started turning the ball over. I'm going to say this. And I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, eh, I'm not sure if I agree. But then I thought about it, Warner. I think I do agree. So the take goes, Dak Prescott get, is paid now. He's getting paid top dollar. You yeah. have an elite defense. Shocker, mm-hmm. right? The secondary has really stepped up. Like, we knew the pass rush was going to be good, although I think it's better than we thought. But the secondary and the linebackers have completed this defense. They're they're really good. C.D. Lamb's a stud. Dak, you got paid all this money. You guys have to perform. You have to perform, Dak. Or this is a – I think you went as far as to say – If anything changes here, it's all on Dak Prescott. It's, It's the experiment. You take out this, you put in this, what happens? Oh, oh, the team's playing really good. Like, you've got a really good defense and the offensive unit's working. Well, if this guy's really better, right, and you're paying him like he's better and everyone thinks he's better, let's prove it now. Let's prove it. Be better than Cooper Rush. Take this team to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Jeez. All right. Look, time out. I don't think we need to prove that Dak Prescott's better than Cooper Rush. That's not what no, I'm what saying. Obviously, he's a better player, right? But if this team collapses, you got to put it on Dak Prescott. I mean – who else are you going to put it on? No, no. Mike sure. McCarthy's been a non-factor since he got hired, so you can't put it on the head coach. <laughs> Jeez. The, the coordinators are great. Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore. The offenses and defenses are humming. I'll, I'll, I was going to say this to wrap up with the Cowboys. I don't know how – I will say this. I think the offense potential is a lot higher with Dak Prescott. Again, oh, for he, sure. Mm-hmm. He's just the better player. Um and the tweet ends. You can air like, it out more, especially. Like you yeah, can put more shots like, down the field. The tweet ends off like, "Hey, uh, anything less than the NFC Championship appearance is a disappointment." Right. I don't know if I go that far. I get it; the NFC is wide open, but I don't know if I go that far. You um, want to win a playoff game, though. You can't yeah. be a, a wild card round exit because I mean, the way the Eagles are going right here, at number three, <laughs> they're, they're not winning that division. <laughs> Yeah, I know they're only they're only a game out or what or two I guess games. two games out now, but uh, the Eagles are humming. Yeah, humming like a bird, like a hummingbird. Um, <laughs> the Eagles, but they just find ways to like an eagle. There we go. Sure, I probably should have said like an eagle. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's I don't, I don't think Eagles hum. Yeah, I think uh, Eagles yeah, are more yeah. of an angry call. 
I'm I'm really an angry call. I'm really struggling with my uh with my birds. Tune in there. next time on the Sports Headline Show where we'll be reciting bird calls uh in an effort to determine what is the best for each team. But the Eagles are number three. Nothing's really changed. Jalen Hurts and the offense are summoned, and the defense is I mean, I, I just told you they're leading the league in takeaways. They got the best turnover differ- differential in the league, and the offense is churning up yards and scoring touchdowns. I think that's that's where it comes in. We got a new number two this week, and that's because they lost to number one. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills at one. I mean, it seems like every week that we got a tier gap, and then Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Chiefs, Eagles. Those three teams are, are tops in the league right now. They're both playing consistently, explosively, and just all-around good football. And I don't think you can say that for any other team. Every other team in the league has a question mark, and I say, I'd say these three teams really don't. Boy, oh boy, by the way, if the Bills get Christian McCaffrey. You want to talk about a team getting a big-time player. If the effing Chiefs get Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Jr. I'm going to, like, die. No, man, these are clearly the three best teams in football. Or anyway, DJ Moore. Or, uh, I'm, Dude, I'm a little less nervous. Like, yeah, for mm. sure. Do like, run after it, catchability? If he can actually, like, get a catchable football from Mahomes? Like, these are the three best teams in football. It's not close. Yeah. I feel like, is there a team in the AFC? I want to say, like, one or two teams, but I don't want to be biased, Warner. Is there a team in the AFC that, like, could stop us from getting a Chiefs-Bills rematch in the the AFC championship game? Well, they didn't have a rematch. That was a divisional round. That's because the Bengals stopped them. Um, well, not well, like you got the AFC Championship game two years ago. You got the AFC Division round last year. Is there a team that's stopping a Bills Chiefs clash in the AFC title game? No, by that you mean knocking out either the Bills or the Chiefs in the playoffs before yes. they have a chance to play. I think right now, if the playoffs start today, no. But I think by the end of the season, you could see you could see the Bengals. I think be able to knock this team off. Um, I think you could see as we take a look at our final rankings. I think I think you could see. Uh, the Bengals be able to knock them off. I think you can see maybe the Chargers beat them. The Ravens, I don't know. I, I just get a weird feeling about the Ravens. I don't know if they're quite ready for playoff football. Uh, I think they should be, but my gut's telling me no. Um, my mind's telling me no. <laughs> I, I think that's it, though. But I think the Chargers' max capacity and the Bengals' max capacity could, could beat either the Bills or the Chiefs' max capacity in the playoffs. I agree. Those were the two teams I was thinking. There's just too many question marks. Like, the Ravens, I agree with you, man. I don't know if this team can win playoff yeah. football against – like, I'm not sure if the, I'm not sure if the Ravens could go to Arrowhead or if they could go to, to Buffalo and beat one of those two teams. The Bengals or have done it. Host the game, and they're not going to be able to host sure. it. Yeah. Or even go to, like, the, the Bengals have done it. The Bengals went to Kansas City last year. The Chargers, they, they play Kansas City every year. It's like going yeah, to Kansas City is nothing new. Yeah. Right? Like, I did it all for the atmosphere, but the Chiefs fans always bring it. Yeah, they always bring it. So uh, that's going to wrap things What? What? Okay. No. No. You got to cut that. Nah, Sean doesn't like it. He's a Chargers no, fan. No, no. I don't. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Sports Headline Show. Appreciate you all for rap, for talking and watching this one through with us uh, as I botched the end, the outro here. See, Sean can't even speak. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. See you guys next time. Stay safe. Peace. Great intro, kid. <laughs>